Welcome to Sisterly, a podcast featuring conversations for and with badass and modern women. Hello, hello, my wonderful, wonderful Sisterly listeners. Um, Today I am coming to you from an unexpected place. I am on my way to the dentist. I have about an hour drive. I go to the lovely Marquette University for my dental work, and here I am in my car, seeing whether a podcast can be recorded in a car. I am hopeful. I am hopeful, but here we are. (laughs) Anyway, so the reason I decided to come to you from this very unusual place Um, I promise I am not a distracted driver as I'm doing this. Everything is hands-free. However, I realized that the perfect topic to talk about things as I am driving someplace in a hurry is that time. Time is our most precious, unrenewable resource. And how precious it it is because we can't get it back and it's just slowly ticking away. There are theories of time. I didn't know this until recently um, that time is a theory. It's not a law. So in physics, we know we have laws and theories and ideas. And when they've been proven over and over again, then we can say, yep, it's a law. This is how it is. Um, Time is a theory. And there is Newtonian time. That's the time that we're on. When we look at the clock, it's the 24-hour cycle. It's seconds, minutes, hours ticking away. But there was another man who had a different idea. And his name was Albert Einstein. And his theory of time is that we are the creators of time. And that time is a subjective, meaning we, the way that we experience time creates it. And I think the most important and best way to understand that is with an example. So let's take five minutes of cardio. If you're doing a high intensity interval training exercise and they tell you that you have to do five minutes of burpees, what does your brain think in that moment? Oh dear God. I am literally going to die from this. Five minutes of burpees sounds like punishment. It is an assault on the body. However, let's say, take that same five minutes and you're on a date with someone who you really care for and you love talking to them. How fast do those five minutes go? It's a blink of an eye. I don't know if you've ever had a conversation with a friend and you look at the clock and it's 2 a.m. You're like, oh my God, where did the time go? That same time, if you were to be working at work or working on a homework project, something that you don't want to do seems laborious and painstaking. So we needed to measure time because we needed a way to keep track of our days. So that became Newtonian time. But we can't forget that we are the creators of time. And where this becomes important is in our lives. And when we're 
talking about our dreams and what we're choosing to do with our lives and our purpose because life will be filled, time will be filled with stuff. We'll fill it with stuff. Even if you feel like you are lazy and you don't have much to do, you're still doing something. And we fill our time with stuff. So the things that we fill our time with have to be meaningful. One of my favorite books is The Subtle Art of Not Giving Enough. Oh, I can't remember the the author's name right now. It will come to me eventually. Um, But he basically says, and I'm sorry if you have children who are listening, but here will be a few F words coming your way. Um, We only have so many fucks to give. I know that's an expression, but we literally only have so much energy. We only have so much time to give in any given day, week, month, years. And because time is our most precious, unrenewable resource, we don't, why are we putting our energy? Why are we putting our very few fucks into something that we don't appreciate or something that isn't pushing us forward or something that we don't enjoy? Why are we choosing to live our lives just in the day to day? What's also important to understand is that the difference in productivity in the things that we fill our life with in our days, we mark them in 24 hour cycles. I think my least favorite business mantra is either win the day or lose the day, or you got to hustle hard, or if you're not winning, you're dying, or if you're not growing, you're dying, or like anything like that, where you're basically, if you aren't on the floor exhausted by the end of your day, you didn't try hard enough. With the books that I've read on business, that is the main message is, well, just work harder. Just get up an hour earlier you can find the time, right? Now, in some cases, that's true. If you are spending, you know, two hours every night on Netflix, you probably have some time to spare to work on your dreams or work on something that's going to bring you joy or lifting yourself up. You have that time because when you're binge watching Netflix, you're basically just filling your time to avoid the, this voided space, to avoid the silence. But here's a different concept. Men and women have different cycles of productivity. So we decided that a 24-hour workday was you get up, you eat your breakfast, whatever, uh, you go to work, you come home, you eat dinner, you go to sleep. That is our life cycle. And it's based on a 24-hour day. Men cycle their hormones in 24 hours. It's based on the ebb and flow of their testosterone. So when they wake up, testosterone might be high. And as they utilize that throughout the day, it ebbs and flows. Their productivity is based on a 24-hour cycle. Hence why our workday became a 24-hour cycle. But as we all know or should know, women don't cycle their hormones in 24 hours. In fact, it's quite a bit longer, 28 to 32 days. Does that sound familiar? So, of course, we can't measure our productivity in a 24-hour cycle. 
Now, this isn't absolute. Obviously, there are women out there who are crushing it, who do just fine in a 24-hour day. They might be more testosterone-driven, or they're in a testosterone-driven environment and have learned to adapt. Because we know the people we surround ourselves with influences our hormone balance. Have you ever worked in a group where it's all women and you tend to cycle together? You have your periods at the same time? It's because we adapt to each other's biology. It is the humanness, our human connection, and our human capacity to be a tribe that changes our hormone capacities or changes our hormone balance to be more together. It's a beautiful process. But think about if we are in a 24-hour productivity cycle, but we cycle as women 28 to 32 days, there are times when we're not going to feel super productive. There are going to be days and perhaps a week, a time period where you feel like you need to be quiet and still and focus inward and people think you're nuts because you should just be able to handle everything all the time. When I read Do Less by Kate Northrup, it changed my perspective on all of the things I've always worked in a male-driven environment and the mantras, the motto was always, well, just do more. Just work more. Just work more hours and fit it in. Get You get busier by working more. Now, in some ways, you know, I can't necessarily say, well, you can be lazy or you can do nothing and things happen, but there is a truth to understanding how you're product, how you're productive, how you're producing things. It isn't as simple as just, well, just do more because if you're doing more of the wrong things, you will continue to spin your wheels. So in Kate Northrup's book, she offers the advice to start tracking your cycles. And when you are in your menstrual phase, which this should go without saying, because I feel like we all feel this way, is that is your time to be inside yourself. That is your time for introspection. It's your time to uh, take care of yourself, to be more inward. And so the tasks that you have to complete should be along those lines. They shouldn't be your high-powered meetings or, you know, you're not going to pitch an idea during this time because this is your time. It's your time to be inside yourself. Now, there are times when, there are times where you should be super productive and outgoing and extroverted and putting yourself out there. And I felt this for so many years being in practice where there were times when I just loved patient care. Like I just loved being with my people and talking with them and doing lectures and health classes, um, even like recording things and podcasts. And, and then there were times where I like literally didn't want to leave my bed. I talked to Brandon about that. And I just said, I was like, God, I just feel like I can't get a handle on myself. Like what is wrong with me? Because we have the stigma of needing to be productive all the time. The greatest farce, the greatest fallacy that we've ever been told that you're not living if you're not producing. You're not worth anything if you're not producing something. If you're not working, 
If you're not going all the time, then your life is meaningless. We even have this saying, a productive citizen or being a productive member of society. What does that mean? Productivity for me has changed. There are times when I need to hustle. There are times when I need to bury myself in my work because I know what drives business. And if you, if you are an entrepreneur listening to this, my goodness, you know that it isn't always just putting your feet up and write and, you know, cashing checks. It's hard work. But if you are in something that you absolutely love, if you are doing tasks that you feel fulfill you, you are creating time. You are creating a productivity that makes sense for you and your deadlines begin to change. You will be able to do more by tracking your cycles and being productive in certain times of your cycle. For example, the luteal and follicular phase. We are incredibly productive during those phases. I think I'm remembering that correctly. And then as we start to be prepared, our bodies are preparing for menstruation, then we become more internal. Our bodies are preparing for something to basically infest us or to take our bodies over. So of course we're going to have to become more internal. Our hormones change. If you get curious, Google the female hormone productive cycle. Look at the spikes of estrogen, progesterone, and even testosterone. Look at how those hormones balance each other and it's almost a dance the way that they ebb and flow. So when considering time and you feel like you just can't get ahead, I would encourage you to start tracking your cycles. Look up a calendar and, or I think there's an app. I think there's an app for this. Of course there is that you can track your cycles and understand where you are in each phase. And then look up Kate Northrup's graph and understand that if you are feeling a certain way during that phase of your cycle, honor that, honor that piece of you. It is a beautiful part of our bodies. We have this incredible gift that even if you don't have kids, even if your body decided that you're, you were unable to have children, you still go through these ebbs and flows of hormone productivity and cycling. And, um, it's, it's the most beautiful progression. And I don't think we've, in my years of having a period, I've always heard my period talked about as like an incredible nuisance. And I mean, it's not great. It's not my favorite thing, but I also honor it. One day, hopefully soon, I will have, um, my midwife who delivered my second daughter on as a guest. Her name is Andrea. She is a brilliant sex educator and her advocacy is the way you feel about yourself during your bleeding time is a direct reflection of how you feel about yourself all of the time. That if you can love yourself and honor yourself and honor your feelings during that very vulnerable time when you feel kind of icky, but you can still feel sexy. That is everything. That is everything. So 
with that being said, let's close this information with a few pieces of advice, bullet points. The first thing is to understand that you are the creator of time. Whatever you are filling your time with can either create joy or rob joy from you. I encourage you to find tasks and things that bring you joy. The second is start tracking your cycle. If you are one of those people that feel like you just always need to be going, you always need to have stuff to do or busy, you can do that. You can be that. But understand where you are and maybe schedule those outgoing things, those productive times when it's right for your body. We need to stop comparing ourselves to men and understand that we have our own superpower. We have our own ability to hustle. We need to reinvent that word. It doesn't mean to work until you are dead. It it doesn't mean that when you're exhausted at the end of the day, that doesn't mean that you did all the right things. That's not what life is about. Track your cycles. Try to understand your body and what it's ta- it's talking to you. Our bodies are constantly giving us information. Let's listen. Let's listen. So we'll end our podcast the way we end all of our podcasts as I am cruising down 41, heading to Milwaukee. Let's think of five things that we are grateful for. Five fundamental needs that we have met at this at this moment and think about how that came into your life think about how you created those things fill your heart with so much gratitude towards those things that you feel like you could burst and take that love and gratitude with you for the rest of the day we'll see you next time